0: Hey, hey, are you here? Everyone that's here, continue being here. Continue being tuned in. Continue being turned on. We're going to wait about three seconds more for everyone to get situated. Oh, and physically and mentally... All on the same page. Here we are. We're okay now. Welcome. Welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. We are delighted that you're here and you're about to listen to this interview from the archives with Mr. Enoch Anderson. I will tell you right now, this was a phoner. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what we call a telephone interview. Now they call them podcasts. But we're going to use phoners. And you'll learn quickly the connection was not mm, crystal clear. So please forgive. Transcript on the website if you need it. Read along. Enoch Anderson has been writing songs with composer, author, publisher, producer, recording artist Barry Manilow since the 1970s. As he tells us in this interview... For many years he was known as the one who never had a single. With the release of 15 Minutes, Barry Manilow's first album of original songs in recent years, Enoch Anderson began getting even more recognition for his ability with words. Anderson wrote lyrics to almost all the songs on the 15 Minutes album with the exception of one song written by Adrian Anderson and a few written by Barry Manilow himself. So get this. Incredibly, Enoch Anderson said this was his first radio interview. Wow, all that and only one radio interview. Well, we hope you enjoy what he had to say. Now, before we start the interview, please, please know that the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by viewers and listeners like you. Thank you. Please visit www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We want to continue to make more material like this available to the masses, but we can't do it without your help. So visit and thank you. All right. Let's find out more about Enoch Anderson right here on The Paul Leslie Hour.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure we welcome our special guest, lyricist Enoch Anderson. Thank you so much for making the time to join us. Thank you. My first question, who is Enoch Anderson?
2: I'm going to have to redefine myself. It used to be easy. I was the one who never had a single. Of all the people Barry worked with, I was the one who had never had a song released as a single. And I remember once um, a fan actually came up to me, a fan of Barry's, and said, I know who you are. You're the one who never had a single. And so um, I'm going to have to redefine that because now there's a single out.
1: Well, that's right. There's a new album out full of songs co-written by our special guest, Enoch Anderson. It's Barry Manilow's album, 15 Minutes, on Barry's own independent label, Stiletto. So, we're going to go back a little bit. What was life like growing up for you?
2: I grew up in a small mining town in northern Canada. all references of other people my age No Sesame Street or no uh, Mickey Mouse Club. So, a little bit different in that way, perhaps.
1: And what kind of music did you hear around the house?
2: My sister and brother were teenagers, so I was hearing popular music at the time through the radio. I don't know if there's anybody out there who knows what 78s were. You know, the old, old, old uh, records, and they were old vaudeville routines and music. There some Broadway show-outs so with hits my brother and sister had. And so it was a real mixture of stuff. It was like a crash course in a century of popular music, almost.
1: Can you remember examples of early writing that you did? Not necessarily just lyric writing, but just any kind of creative writing. Yeah.
2: I used to make a story, try to get an adult to write them down for me before I understood how to write. And when I could write, I would make little books and assemble them bind them together with string, I had to write and illustrate them, and they were all about dogs, because I couldn't draw human ears.
1: Tell us about the first song you ever wrote, if you can remember it.
2: It was when I was in high school. There was a local theater group that was going to put on a melodrama, and I think I tried out, for. they didn't want me, but I wrote a song for the villain to sing and I gave it to them, and I didn't get any response. Nobody said anything about it, and I didn't hear it again. But when the show went on, I went to see it, and we were singing my song. I didn't get any credit on the uh, program or anything, Welcome to Show business, but that would be the first
1: time. We're talking with songwriter Enoch Anderson. Enoch, where do you get the inspiration for your lyrics?
2: I don't really know. Sometimes I can tell you there used to be a little park near where I lived and on Sundays it was crowded with divorced fathers and their kids because it was a convenient place for them to go when they only had one day together. And I wrote a song called Sunday Father. So that I can make a direct connection. But a lot of the times I don't know. I've told the story I was going to bit very tired one night. And suddenly, in my imagination, there was this young housewife who was very unhappy with her situation. And I wrote down a lyric, and I was kind of annoyed because I wanted to go to sleep, but I I felt I owe it to her. She was very real to me. And that was the song Sandra. I called it Sandra because I thought I don't know anybody called Sandra, so nobody can say I wrote it about her. But so many of the uh, married women I knew thought I had so I had no idea where that came from. Sometimes ideas just flow in.
1: What lyricists or songwriters have influenced you the most?
2: There's so many I've liked, and if I try to name them, then I'm going to be up later because uh, I will miss some. Of course, the older ones. Leonard Cohen, Paul Simon,
1: so many. Barry Manlow has made a lot of records lately of other artists' material. But in his own right, As we know, he's really an incredible songwriter, and I wish he did more original albums. But I was going to talk about the album Here at the Mayflower. It's a great album, and it features a number of songs you co-wrote with Mr. Manilow. How did your songs come to be found on the album? He told me about the idea, I remember. This huge apartment
2: building in Brooklyn where a lot of people live, and it was based on where he actually grew up. I wrote a song called, Do You Know Who's Living Next Door? As far as I'm concerned, a number of us wrote on the album, and I don't know what the others' experiences were, but as far as I am concerned, I think for the other songs of mine he used, they were things he had, and he just saw a that would fit in. In that case, he didn't say, I need to write something for the elevator guy to sing, or something like that.
1: So what do you think of the album here at the Mayflower?
2: Oh, I like it very much because it showcases his creativity. He would be right along with you. He'd like to do more original material. And was not a surefire thing. It was telling stories as human experience. It wasn't just trying to churn out formula singles. And I like that as a project that meant a lot to him.
1: Now, you just mentioned you said that you think that Barry Manilow would concur and probably would like to do more original stuff. Without speaking for Barry Manilow, why do you suppose it is that he's done less of his original music?
2: I think everyone is trying to adjust to the changing realities of the music business. It, in just the last few years, it's changed so much. People often don't buy albums anymore. They download tracks. I think that um, he had something that was working very well for him for several years, releasing these collections of uh Familiar songs.
1: Do you have a favorite song of yours from that album here at the Mayflower?
2: I guess I would say the song Borealine, because it was something very different for me. Usually I write a lyric, send him the, the finished lyric, and he sets it to music. And this time it was the other way around. He sent me a melody, and he said, see if you can go to it. And it was this very evocative, haunting melody and he didn't tell me anything about what he wanted it to be about or and so I had to see what it did for me. It made me feel as if I were on a train at night and I didn't know how I was going and I went with that. And then I forgot about it over the years. I was in Vegas being a show. And he did the song, which he had never done in concert before. He just did it, I guess, uh And I liked it so much, and I thought I'd forgotten that. It's got such a beautiful melody, and it's so uh, haunting in a way. So that would be
1: my standout right now. We're talking with lyricist Enoch Anderson. Here we are in 2011, and it's ten years after Barry Manilow's last album of original songs. He has a new album of original songs, and today, the day we're recording this interview, 15 Minutes has been released. And you co-wrote the songs on the album. So tell us, how did the idea for this album, 15 Minutes, come to be?
2: It was Barry's idea. The stories all around us, the tabloid TV shows, magazines at the checkout counter, and over and over you see somebody becoming a sudden celebrity, and it seems you're going to be hearing of a relationship falling apart for the person. There's going to be rumors of substance abuse. There's going to be professional problems. It's a road that seems to make the same turns, almost no matter who the person is. The modern medium narrates all that, and he liked to do a story album based on it. And I was trying to show that I knew what he meant. And I said, I've got a title for you, 15 minutes, thinking of the Andy Warhol quote. And he liked that, so we were off. That, that's how it all got rolling.
1: Very, very interesting. So, how did you and Barry Menlo begin the undertaking of the writing of these songs?
2: I uh, started working on a song called 15 Minutes. I sent that to him, and, which is the first song on the album. And from that point on, we were on our way. He would tell me the story that he wanted to represent in songs and what would be going on. And then I would work on the idea.
1: What were some of the initial concepts that you had? What were some of the ideas that you had when he told you about the album, other than the title?
2: Well, I, I was struck by the fact that he wasn't. it wasn't going to be making celebrities uh, who crashed and burned. It wasn't going to be sensational, going for dirt. It wasn't going to be superior and wise and giving them advice or something. It was compassionate. It was a take on the human experience from inside the head of somebody going through it. And people become electrical to the public, but they're people and usually very talented to find themselves hitting these skids that everybody seems to hit. So I thought there was a human angle to it that um, gave another facet to what we're seeing on the supermarket tabloids every day.
1: What is it like working with Barry Manilow?
2: It's really better than I can tell you. It'll sound as if trying to be very politically correct by saying nice things, but it's a treat. We get along. Now, we work apart. I usually am in Los Angeles, and I write a lyric, and I email it to him, and wherever he is, he sets it to music, and he emails a melody back to me. So we're not hunched over a piano in the same room. We get along. We're both articulate, so we can express what we mean. It's just very creative and productive. There's, there's one funny story I'll tell you. Last year we were in the studio working on 15 Minutes album, and there was something that needed rewriting. And so I, I was saying, what do you need or what has to be shortened? What do we do? And he was showing me, and we had a lead sheet, and I was scribbling things on it, and he was scribbling things on it, and we went to lunch. And by the time we came back from lunch, the rewrite was all finished. It was fine. And I thought, wow. We can even work together when we are together. That almost never
1: happens. (laughs) So today the album has been released, 15 Minutes, by Barry Manilow. What do you think about the album?
2: I think it's exciting. Whether people like it or not, it is the story we wanted to tell. Nothing was changed behind our backs. Nothing was forced on us. I don't think he made a mistake in that direction because if he went into heavy rock territory that would be the story, and it would upstage the story he wanted to tell. It's about a phenomenon that's going on around us every day, this seeding frenzy over famous people, and this is what we meant. Barry could have gone on recording collections of old favorites forever and made lots of money, but he wanted to take a chance and be creative, and I'm hoping for his sake that it's well-received. Sooner or later, you just have to turn it loose and see if it flies, so I'm hoping people like it
1: so you're saying he was willing to take a chance again
2: (laughs) hey, that could be a good (laughs) song
1: I had to so do you have a favorite song from the 15 minutes album
2: I go back and forth, Uh, right now it's a song that I liked it because I knew it needed to be there it had to be when the guy hits rock bottom he's lost his fame, he's lost his success he feels he's made a fool of himself and it's all gone And there has to be a turnaround point. The nice thing about hitting rock bottom is finally you've got someplace to put your feet. I was in the supermarket late at night coming home from work. All of a sudden, this lyric hit me, and I had nothing to write with. And I had to mumble it to myself like a crazy person in the checkout line and get home fast. Train wreck, that was special to me, so I had no ideas, and all of a sudden it landed on my lap.
1: We're talking with lyricist Enoch Anderson. When someone listens to a song you write, what is it you hope they get out of the experience?
2: I hope they recognize something that feels authentic to them. As they said, I don't know where the songs come from. They aren't all from my own experience. I'm not a divorced father, which is the story of Sunday Father. Sanders is about a young married woman, which I certainly am not. So if a divorced Dad or housewife says to me that yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, that that that, that was it. I identified with that. Dana, I'm pleased.
1: What is in the future of Enoch Anderson?
2: Oh, I'd like I'd like the privilege of going on with more creative work.
1: I have two final questions. One somewhat lighthearted and a little more of a serious question. The light hearted one first. What is your all time favorite meal?
2: Well, I love to eat. Something I particularly like, Indian food. I, I love curries and that sort of thing. Maybe lamb vindaloo, I would say it tomorrow.
1: Oh man, that sounds fantastic. I am also a curry <laughs> devotee. So the last question, Barry Manilow's fandom is worldwide. Thanks to technology, people from everywhere will be able to hear this interview. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners?
2: Well, I'm not the wisest owl in the forest. I don't know if I have wisdom. I guess all I would say is um, look at an audience having a good time. If you're at a movie or if you're at a concert, when the audience is responding, look around and see how many different types of people there are. Look at the diversity. It's human experience that binds us together, and there's a lot more binding us together than there is setting us apart. That's the value I think of good entertainment and I think that's something you can take away from that experience
1: you said almost exactly what Maya Angelou said when I interviewed her she said we are more alike than we are unlike great minds well Mr. Anderson or I should say Enoch I appreciate so much the opportunity to do this interview
2: my pleasure thanks so much for your interest
1: thank you and I wish you a wonderful day
2: thank
0: you indeed bye bye Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepauleslie.com. That's thepauleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primorano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primorano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me! The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.